all of your precious memories are going to be stolen from you, given the fact that you're not going to have really good sound images to have documented your special occasion. So let me read that to you again. If you think hiring a professional photographer is expensive, wait until you hire an amateur. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples Getting Married podcast. I am here to hopefully help you plan for the very best wedding photography for your special day. Thank you so much for listening. I say this every time, but I am truly honored to be in your ears today, on the top of your mind today, and hopefully here to teach you something that you haven't yet thought about in regards to your wedding photography. This podcast closely correlates to a book that I am writing that is just scheduled to be released in a few days on October 4th. However, I think I might push that back about two weeks just so that I can make sure that it is close to perfect as possible for all of the future couples who will be using this book as a resource to plan for hiring the best photographer that they can find and documenting their wedding day and their wedding celebration with the best wedding images possible. If you want to know more about the book, you can log on to my website at completeweddingphotography.com. If you want to join my growing Facebook group to interact with other couples who are in there um, asking questions and sharing their experiences with their wedding photography and getting prepared for their wedding day, search Facebook for the Complete Wedding Photography Group. It's a private group, but you should be able to find it in the public search results. If you want to know more about my wedding photography, you can find me on the web at atagirlphoto.com. That is A-T-A-girlphoto.com. I am pretty much everywhere on all of the popular social media platforms. You can find me by just searching for my handle at a girl photo. That is ATA girl photo. And lastly, if there is ever a topic you want me to cover or you have a question that you want me to answer, just simply email me at Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y at at a girl photo.com. All right, let's dive right into today's topic. Real-life wedding photographer horror stories from couples and parents. And I only have a few to share with you, but 
basically, um, these were some written interviews that I conducted a few years ago. So I'm going to read the question that I asked them, then I'm going to read their answers, and then I'm going to give you my thoughts on their answers and why or how I think that the photographer in their case could have handled the situation better or how it, how it should have been handled by a true professional. Before we get started, I want to share a quote with you. As far as I know, the quote is anonymous. I don't know who to credit it to, but the quote goes, if you think hiring a professional photographer is expensive, wait until you hire an amateur. And that is so true. It's going to cost you a lot more money given the fact that you're either going to have to redo it or all of your precious memories are going to be stolen from you given the fact that you're not going to have really good sound images to have documented your special occasion. So let me read that to you again. If you think hiring a professional photographer is expensive, wait until you hire an amateur. And I'll give you a few seconds to let that sink in. All right, let's get started with my question and answer interviews with a few couples and parents over the last few years. So first, after working with two separate photographers prior to your wedding, explain why you didn't use either to shoot your wedding day. And this bride's answer was, one said she would edit several things out of the photos that she took and when I finally received the photos through email, those items weren't edited out. One of the photos was supposed to reflect me through the mirror, but instead it reflected other people that were in the room. She said she had taken 200 photos and only sent me 25 photos, and half of them were just the exact same pictures, just in a different filter. There were even photos with my eyes completely closed. I didn't get to take half the pictures that she said we could. Then when I called her to ask if we, if she had sent the correct photos, she became very angry calling me names and said she never even wanted to be my photographer. The commentary that I have on this particular situation is that if a photographer during a shoot is saying a lot that, I'll just Photoshop that out. I'll Photoshop that out. I'll edit that out. Don't worry about that. That'll be gone later. If they're repeatedly saying that, then that means that they are not taking the time to get it as near perfect in camera as they can. That means that they may not know what they're doing. They may not know how to compose properly. They may not know how to frame properly. They're not taking the care to get it right right from the beginning. And lastly, that means that it's going to take a lot more time to edit those images. So the delivery to you on those images is going to be extended. You're not going to receive them as fast as you could have had the photographer taken the time to just get it right in camera. That's like baking a cake and it being uneven, being a very lumpy cake, but you know that before you put it in the oven, like you didn't spread your batter around evenly, but saying, oh, I'll just cut the top of it off after it gets out of the oven. It would 
be just a lot easier to spread your batter around evenly in the cake pan and away from the edges before you even bake it so that when you pull it out of the oven, when the cake is completely baked, it's a level cake. Also, any photographer that becomes angry with you and calls you names should not be in the business of servicing customers. And a photographer who just uses different filters, who who resorts to applying different filters to an image as their means of, quote, I'm using air quotes, quote unquote, being create, creative, I wouldn't necessarily categorize that photographer as an artist. I, I've said in other podcasts, there's a lot more ways to be creative as a photographer than to slap on a preset or an action or a filter. And in my humble opinion, that is not the way that a photographer is a creative artist. All right, next scenario. Tell me about the most unprofessional things, the things that you never expected to happen when working with each of your photographers. The answer was, the first photographer arrived late and said she was going to have to leave early because she had to pick her daughter up from school. I just want to chime in and say that a true professional will arrive early and stay a few minutes late. It's not they're going to arrive late and leave early. She also picked the hottest part of the day to do the photos which were taken outside. She also kept telling me that she could edit every single photo to blur objects or take things out. And here we go again. This is my commentary. Here we go again with the photographer who just constantly wants to edit, Photoshop, edit, Photoshop, instead of taking the time to just get it right in camera. Granted, there are times when you are looking through your viewfinder, you are focused on a certain part of the image, and you may not see something in the background that when you import it into your computer software, and you're then looking at it on a 36-inch monitor instead of a 2-inch LCD screen, where you may say, oh my gosh, I totally didn't see that tree limb or that beer can or that trash can in the background. There are times when that happens, but if you can see those things during the shoot and you choose to leave them there and say, I'll get them in post, I'll get them in post, rather than just taking a step to the right or the left or just squatting down or standing up a little bit, that's being lazy and that is in actuality just making more time and more work for yourself. That is not the correct way to do it. Before she decided that, she couldn't do my photos for the wedding day. She told me that she could not do the wedding rehearsal after all because her daughter had a softball game that Friday and Saturday and that she was going to make at least one of the games and it would be the Friday game. My wedding was Saturday. Also, the first photographer was going to bring a lady to help take pictures on my wedding day who didn't have any experience with photography. Um, attention, that's scary. The second photographer also mentioned that she didn't know how long she would be able to stay at the wedding because she would probably be tired. I don't even know what to say to that. 
She also would get very aggravated when we had to wait for somebody that was supposed to be in a certain photo. For example, we couldn't find my parents for a family photo because they were dealing with issues with the wedding, and she kept complaining and would say we could just take the photos later. She knew the pictures were going to be dark when evening time came around, but instead of asking if there was an overhead light that she could turn on, she just took the pictures in the dark. My commentary about this is that there are these things called flashes that take care of taking pictures in the dark, and a professional photographer should be very comfortable with using them. And secondly, a professional photographer should have a lot of patience when taking family photos and know that there might might be an instance when someone from one of the arranged poses might have to step away to deal with a wedding emergency. Also, on some of the pictures that she gave me, some of the faces were twisted and distorted. I didn't see these images, but I can almost guarantee you that what happened is when this photographer post-processed the images, that she batch edited them, which means that she might have individually corrected one or two of the photos and she applied some sort of setting. She might have cloned something out of one photo and without realizing it, she applied those exact same settings to a bunch more images following the image that she just made the setting on without looking at each image individually. So she batch edited a bunch of images, a series of images, as opposed to just editing each image one at a time, like what you're supposed to do. Why did you choose the photographer you did? This was a question to a couple's parents. I didn't budget properly for good photography. I didn't know any better. And the truth is, I just couldn't afford you. And now I can see your prices are in line with other photographers of the same skill. I had to choose what I could afford at the time, and I'm not happy about what I had to pick. The photographer I chose was more along the lines of an amateur, and that was reflected in all of our images. They were not posed well, they were not lit well, and they were not edited well. We were not even offered any product. We were just handed over a disc, and there they still sit, a year later. They say hindsight is twenty twenty, and I won't be making that mistake again. We will be better prepared for my next daughter's wedding. I can promise you that. I think that whole thing is self-explanatory. I don't need I don't have any commentary to offer. And the last um, scenario that I have for you is what did you like about your photography experience? This bride answered, um, nothing. I thought my pictures would turn out great. Someone offered to do my bridal portraits who shoots a lot of great sports photos. I thought they must be a great all-around photographer. When we arrived for the session, everything was just awkward. No instruction was given. I had to pose myself. I had to suggest the different places to shoot. And when I got my disc of images, there were ugly shadows on my face. My poses were weird. I wasn't happy with the results, but it was too late to book anyone else. 
What I had pictured in my head and the pictures I actually had in my hand were two completely different birds. Just because someone is good at one type of photography doesn't mean they're good at another. And I'll reiterate the last sentence of that. Sports photography, you're basically just looking for moments, which actually does correlate to wedding photography. During a wedding day, you are constantly on the hunt for tiny little micro stories or moments happening between people. But when you are taking portraits of people, you have to be very well versed in posing, in lighting, in composition, in framing, in getting someone to open up and relax in front of your camera. And a sports photographer does none of that. They are just capturing what is happening. They don't have to worry about anything. They can't control lighting. They can't control posing. So a sports photographer does not necessarily make a good wedding photographer. Just like a wildlife photographer may not make a good wedding photographer or a pet photographer may not make a good wedding photographer. Just like a wedding photographer may not make a good sports photographer. I find that it's best photographers do better who specialize in certain genres of photography because they're, each genre has its own set of obstacles and nuances to learn. And when you are just a general photographer, you don't really get to dive deep and learn these little nuances of each genre. So my advice to you is pick someone who specializes in wedding photography or whatever type of photography that you are looking to have captured. All right, I want to quickly just go over some bullet points with you to help you know what sets professionals apart from amateur photographers or even hobbyists photographers. So professionals will often have an official business entity tied to their business. Um, For instance, an LLC or a partnership of some type. They usually will not be operating as a sole proprietor. Professional businesses will carry insurance. They will pay sales tax and they will pay self-employment taxes. And then of course, if they are operating as other than a sole proprietor, they will also be paying um, state taxes on whatever type of businesses business is that they are operating. Professionals will invest in their education to better their skill and their craft. Professionals will have backup equipment and will utilize second shooters and assistants. Professionals will have a community of colleagues to network with, and they often belong to professional organizations. Professionals will offer to show you entire bodies of work rather than just a portfolio. I think it's super important for 
potential customers to have a realistic expectation of what their complete wedding day will look like. And the only way for you to do that is to look at a photographer's complete wedding day coverage. Professionals will offer advice when they see flaws or areas that they can possibly improve with your plan in regards to your timeline, your wardrobe, or your location. Professionals will ask for a retainer and ask you to sign a written agreement. Professionals will often reinvest in their business. Professionals will work with pro-level labs and vendors that are not readily available to regular consumers. Professionals will have samples of their products and urge you to print your images for preservation. Professionals will respond to your communications in a timely manner, oftentimes even if they are on vacation. And lastly, professionals will often specialize in certain types of photography. So in closing, there is no price point, gear list, or hours of operation that is going to categorically set a hobbyist apart from an amateur apart from a professional. Each business person arrives at their prices based on their own unique bottom line. But the centerpiece in choosing a photographer is to always make sure that you like someone and their images better than you like their price. Don't set yourself up for disappointment by letting price be the determining factor in choosing your photographer. Don't lose this piece of your family's legacy because you value something else more than you value photography. Photography is an investment just like anything else. And one more time for the people in the back. If you think hiring a professional photographer is expensive, wait until you hire an amateur. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you found a little golden nugget of information in here that you can take and chalk it up as a learn for today. I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope to catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.